0: Glenda Lee Allen-Vossler chatted with Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo last week. She took the opportunity to talk about the process around COVID this year for temporary foreign workers. Minister Bebo, of course, here we are into the start of April. We're starting to see some of the temporary foreign workers coming in or will be seeing them come in over the next few weeks Given the situation that we have with COVID, can you give us an update as, as far as
1: what the process is this year? Well, um, we could see that the, the farmers have planned to bring their foreign workers earlier this year. So they could uh, do their 14-day isolation before uh, the date where they when they want them to, to start working, really. Um So what we have added in terms of sanitary measure is actually the same as any other travelers. Uh, they have to do this, uh, pre-boarding test before they leave their country and and show a negative result, obviously. Then when they arrive in the airport, uh, in Canada, they have to go through a second test. And if they can, uh, drive directly, uh, or, you know, take a, a private uh, transportation to their, to the farm or to the place that they, where they are supposed to do their 14 day isolation, they can proceed directly. They don't have to stay in a hotel. However, if they have to take a second flight, but a commercial one, then they would have to wait for the result of their tests, uh, at the airport or an hotel near the airport, uh, where they have first landed. So we estimate that 95% of the foreign workers will be able to travel to, to take their second test upon arrival and move directly to their uh, to the farm and do their 14-day isolation as they did last year. And they also have to take a, a third test on day 10 or so to make sure that they have a third negative test before they start working.
0: That's Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bobo. For Golden West, I'm Glendale Allen-Mossler. Last week, Canada's Pest Management Regulatory Agency released its final special review decision on two important seed treatments that farmers use to protect their emerging canola crops from early season pests. The final decision found that current use of these products by canola farmers does not pose an unacceptable risk to aquatic invertebrates and that the product use be maintained for seed treatment on canola. Jim Everson is the president of the Canola Council of Canada.
2: The PMRA, the Pest Management Review Agency, regulatory agency, made a decision last week, a final decision, in a review that they were undertaking of uh, seed treatment and um, made the decision that there would be no change to canola, the use of these seed treatments in canola production. And seed treatments have been really critically important to canola production for um, for dealing with uh, early season insects, especially um, flea beetles, which is a constant uh, challenge for canola farmers. So we're very pleased that the PMRA... Um, provided what we think is a strong science-based decision um, using the best data available, and came to a conclusion that uh, that allowed us uh, canola farmers to continue to use those important products.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, just talk a bit more about this whole process and how um, you know scientific uh, data was used to to make the decision here.
2: Well, originally the pest management to regulatory agency made a decision, an interim decision to to phase out the use of the products across all agriculture uses. And it was based on, you know, the best science they had at the time, I think, but, but, but maybe not as robust uh, a set of data that, that could be compiled. And so the canola industry, the, the Canadian Canola Growers Association, and the Canola Council of Canada really worked together to pull, some, pull data together on, uh, you know, field-based actual um, research done, on uh, impacts, it included uh, looking at uh, monitoring uh, waterways and, and providing, you know, data to the Pest Management Regulatory Agency. And, and they, um, you know, indicated early on that they're really interested in all the science that's available that they could review. And they reviewed the science that, we, that our associations helped, helped provide. And uh, I think their decision takes into account uh, that data.
0: And, uh, Jim, just talk a little bit more about uh, flea beetles and, um, you know, the damage that can be caused if they're if they're not controlled early.
2: Well, it, it's a challenge because diagnostic work on, on determining where flea beetles are likely to, to come in the spring is, is really difficult. You cannot really rely on data from the previous year to predict where flea beetle outbreak will take the following year. So we think that using seed treatments... Um, Um, pretty extensively is part of an integrated pest management system that you could deploy on a farm, and it's based on science. Um, So, as I say, it's challenging to predict where they come from, and so, um, you know, a really critical part of, of any crop development, and certainly canola, is being sure you have a strong, robust stand established at the beginning of, you know, the germination process. And so dealing with flea beetles and early insects is really a critical part of that.
0: That was Jim Everson, President of the Canola Council of Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.